Hola, hola, chicas. Welcome back to Saludable Latina Podcast. This is your host, Lilia Gomez-Ash. Yes, you heard it right. There's nothing different except the fact that I'm adding my married last name to my full name. I'm officially very proud and honored to have now really decided to no longer stand still with my married name because I kind of had the fear that if I was to add my married name that I will lose a part of my identity which was part of my upbringing but then all of a sudden I said no my married name is part of who I am as an individual as a woman and as a power couple so now I am very happy to finally add my married name and I've been using the last name for quite a while it's just that through social media I haven't really intentionally placed it there but now there's a new beginning for 2019 and I look forward to seeing how it blossoms for the spring of 2019 and I believe my husband's going to be so proud and happy to finally know that I'm embracing Ash into the social media platforms because I also think it's very important not to only represent my roots but to also represent his roots which is so important as a power couple and a couple of color so as always ladies i've created this space to promote health awareness with women's health topics and each episode is made with love and support with the purpose of inspiring and empowering you to motivate one another to live a healthier lifestyle the information shared on the podcast is not a substitution for medical advice or treatment but please remember to always follow up with your medical providers for any further questions you may have regarding your health. In this week's episode, I have a guest who is a nutritionist and a health educator for a nonprofit clinic organization here in San Diego. And I'm pretty lucky to work with her in the same department, although we have a different type of scope of work. However, Elizabeth Arroyo is an amazing bilingual nutritionist who knows how to really educate our comunidades about nutrition and wellness. And I think it's really important as a Latina how she can actually break down the health literacy for our comunidades to understand why it's important to really read the labels in the food that you're purchasing, but also understanding the portion control and preventing certain health chronic conditions. Elizabeth was born and raised in Tijuana but she's also a U.S. citizen and she got the best of both worlds in Tijuana and in San Diego so she did travel a lot for school she was able to have the best of both worlds because she learned nutrition not only on one aspect level she learned nutrition in the American dietary but also in the Mexican dietary systems so I think we all know how much a lot of people love Mexican food here in California, especially the southern region. We're very in love with spices and food and flavors, tacos, quesadillas, gorditas, um, botanas. It's an amazing cuisine to have all this homemade food, but up to what point do we really risk our health and not really overindulge in these plates that might be causing a little bit of high cholesterol, high blood pressure, or even pre-diabetes. So today I have the honor to get into a nutrition talk with Elizabeth and really share a recipe that we did not too long ago. We did a live on Instagram, which was called the Orchata Matcha. So we're going to give you a little bit of insight about who Elizabeth is, why nutrition was important for her, and the Orchata Matcha recipe that we did on Instagram Live. So are you guys ready? Listas? Here we go with episode numero 35. 
So Lizzie, how are you today? Good, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm really excited about our first collaboration I for know. the recipe. I think it went really well. It went great. I'm so excited. Hola chicas, welcome back to Saludable Latina Podcast. I have a very special guest with me today, Elizabeth Arroyo, who is a health educator and nutritionist. And I actually get the privilege of working with her. So we were talking and I convinced her to do a collaboration <laughs> today. We actually did a live video and we're going to post it on YouTube because I know you're working on a YouTube channel, right? Hopefully. Hopefully. Yes. Don't worry, I have a Saludable Latina channel up. I think I'm going to start okay. doing some vlogs and... Maybe even doing it once a week with you to be able to that share be great. experience from a woman's perspective. That would be great. So, gracias for taking the time on Thank a Sunday you. afternoon. <laughs> um, I'm enjoying my horchata matcha that we just made. So, do you like it? I do like it. Nice. I want to make it for Miles because you have to. he will love this because he has a very, very high sweet tooth, like I mentioned before. Yeah, right? yeah. So, Lizzie, just to get to know a little bit about you, where are you from? I am Mexican. I was raised at the border, so I was raised between San Diego and... And Tijuana. So I consider myself kind of like half pochita, half Mexican, but none at the same time. <laughs> it's like a difficult thing. Um, I grew up in a family of five mom, two brothers, and dad uh, crossing the border a lot of times to go to school. So I kind of have, I was raised, I guess, in both countries. Yeah. And yeah, I grew up passion for nutrition at a young age. Awesome. At what age did you feel like you were very passionate about food? My mom says that since I was little, like I never played with dolls or I never played with any other toys, but I would play with things and make them think as if it was a panaderia or pan dulce, like my Legos <laughs> were pan dulce, so... Oh, yeah. Wait, your Legos were fun this Were you eating at the, at the same time? I wish. Because <laughs> they have no calories. <laughs> um, so knowing that you loved food at a very young age, what got you into studying when you went to college? That is a great question. So I went into school thinking that I wanted to do business. So I knew I wanted a business. I just didn't know what I wanted at the time. I was 18, didn't know why I was going to college. I just knew I had to go. Coming from a Mexican family, it's kind of like, tienes que ir al colegio, you know? Mm-hmm. You, that's the only way out. You have to go to college because that's if you don't go to college, you're not going to be anyone, you're going to be struggling. So mm-hmm. that was kind of embedded in me. So I went to college not knowing. I went into economy. I went into business. And then my second, almost third year, I wasn't happy. And I, I was just started looking through my catalog and I was like, what other things are, are they out there? I found nutrition and it said there was a cooking class. <laughs> so I was like, oh, this How is amazing. Yeah. So I, I started with the cooking class. I fell in love because it was science, a lot of math. I, I was always really good with math, especially learning English as my second language. Mm-hmm. I struggled a lot. Mm-hmm. So math was kind of my way to go. And they had a lot of math, a lot of science. I knew I was great with it. And they were cooking and you were tasting the food. So mm-hmm. for me, it was great. Um, so it was a perfect formula of saying, yep, this is what I like. Yeah. Um, so you started with the cooking class. And then what happened after? After that, um, my dad started getting worse in his diabetes. So we always knew he was diabetic. And mom kind of had like ways of making things a lot healthier still mexican recipes but maybe instead of frying she would bake or try to grill more often add more vegetables um and did he like it no (laughs) i was gonna say because most latinos are like "Mm, you're gonna change my diet from my whatever they've been accustomed to for such a long time to now 
diabetes and understanding what diabetes is and trying to live a healthier lifestyle. So I'm sure he kind of didn't like the transition from like... like... Uh, he he didn't, so he never made the transition. Oh. Yeah, so he kept on eating out, drinking Coca-Cola uh, <laughs> from yeah. a glass bottle. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Yeah, those those are good. Are the good ones. <laughs> They're good. Yeah. Um, but they, they tend to have a lot of sugar, so okay. that's another thing. Um, but my brothers and I kind of just were... I guess forced in a way to eat that way and food was made like that so for us it was just normal yeah. to eat it so we grew up eating vegetables thinking it was normal uh we didn't eat out much it could be maybe because we, we didn't have a lot of money to eat out and mm-hmm. in a way it's good i guess but um we were just kind of it was embedded in our lifestyles to eat vegetables so you saw your da- dad from a very young age kind of have a hard time transitioning and, and as of yet he hasn't transitioned, I'm assuming? Um, kind of, sort of, somewhat? He says he does. I mean, I don't live with him anymore. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to keep tabs on him, right? Yeah, yeah. it's kind of yeah. hard. Um, there's times that he does great. He loves to bicycle, so he'll go on his bicycle from Tijuana all the way to Ensenada. Oh my it's like a three-hour uh, drive. So I we think... should do that. No, <laughs> my dad would do it. He yeah. would be like, "Let's go it's, for it." It's yeah. a whole day. I know, but you know what? My dad's kind of like that. He's spontaneous really? like that. You like you want to go bike riding? I mean, it's either you join me or you don't, and he takes off without you. That's yeah. how he is. That's how my dad is. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's a Mexican thing. Probably. Probably. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. So knowing that your dad had diabetes and then you took your cooking class, mm-hmm. what happened after? I just changed. I knew that I knew I wanted to do nutrition. I started researching more of what can you do with nutrition. Um, and that's when I found a nonprofit organization and they took me under their wing. Actually, no. I started working for a food bank first. Mm-hmm. And I from I got trained through this nonprofit to cook for the uh, food bank. And after a few months, they asked me if I wanted to work for the nonprofit, teaching oh. people how to cook healthy. That's amazing. So we would go to schools. We went to WIX. Um, we went to farmer's markets. And it was just nice. I was working from home, cooking. I was in college. I just knew I wanted to do, yeah, I just knew I wanted to do nutrition. That for me, was like, this is the best thing. I work from home. I eat. I cook. What else can I want? And I work with kids. I've always loved working with kids. Oh, that's amazing. So when you were working in the food bank, and this just brings up a question, is how did you see the food selection at the food bank, and how would you able to get so creative to create a healthy lifestyle for people who will come get their food at the food banks? Because we know sometimes the food banks don't always have the best options, unfortunately. So how did you get creative knowing that you can create recipes with with the amount of food that you had? And the quality of food, right? Exactly. Uh That is a great question. A lot of the food, it comes from a can or a box, so yes, a lot of sodium, a lot of sugar. Mm-hmm. So you just have to work with it. Um, they do do a lot of dry beans or lentils, uh, all your legumes, your grains, so and some fresh fruit, not always. Mm-hmm. So that's that was the program that I was in, in the nonprofit organization that I was in. How to use all these foods that it might not be the best quality or the most nutritions, how to modify them to still get um, the most amount of nutrients that you can get from yeah. them. So we would teach them how to reduce the sodium from a can. So like washing them for mm. maybe two to three minutes underwater to rinse off all the sodium from those vegetables in the can. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's, that's a, a great good tip. Yeah, that is a great tip as well as for fruit. So they usually come in that sugary water. Yes. So you throw all that and you rinse them so that way you can take a little bit of that sugar out. So it's about 20% off of the sodium that it's in it. So 
it's a good, I mean, it's going to be a little bit healthier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit healthier because like you said, it wasn't the best selection of food for people to who were start. going to the yeah. food bank, right? Um, so while you were learning the recipes and the food bank and seeing the quality of food mm-hmm. and then going to school, learning about nutrition, like mm-hmm. how did you invest in being able to be the best nutritionist, health educator and creating recipes as you were working for the nonprofit and going to school? How do I become the best at it? Yeah, like, Ooh, that, or, thank or, you. <laughs> or, or, or what did you learn in the process? Like, hmm, like did did it make you question the type of quality of access that we have in our communities? Yes, but it also helped me understand our community. Ah. So now that I work for counseling one on one, and I still see people within the same community and the same kind of economic status, I kind of I relate to them instead of imposing you have to eat organic you have to eat fresh fruits you have to eat protein that has no hormones that could be overly expensive for people that realistically we don't have a lot of money to buy these things so what i tell them i give them the tips that i learned throughout this nonprofit. you can still buy in a can you can buy from the 99 cent store you can go to food banks i even tell them and make this recipe that it's only five dollars to feed a family of five so it's a dollar. So it's really cheap. And that's what we did in the nonprofit, teaching people how to make big meals for under $5 for a family of four or five. That's really amazing mm-hmm. because a lot of people will say, how dare you advise someone to go to the 99 cent store? Because no. people will look like, oh, that's all processed. It's all canned. But you just said two things, accessibility, affordability, but there's also a way to take out the sodium from the packaging, yeah, right? Which reduces the sodium intake for an individual, um, which we know with the communities that we work for, most of the time, socioeconomic status is a big, big factor. It is a huge factor. Yeah. Yeah. And even my, my patients now, they come in and they're the first thing they tell me, it's like, how can I eat healthy if it's really expensive? And that's the idea that they have. A lot of people I hear all the time, I'm walking through the mall, the grocery stores, and yes, it could be expensive if you're looking for things that in front of the label, it says organic, no hormones, gluten-free. A lot of these things are gluten-free even from the start, but by adding it on the label, they can bump up the price three to five times more. So So true. Yeah, so if you teach people, you look look for things that are naturally gluten-free, example rice is gluten-free but if if they put that on the label guess what your rice instead of being a dollar became ten dollars so it's it's really it's a huge difference so educating people is one of the things showing them how to cook easy things even for people that don't have a kitchen that only have maybe a microwave or Or what we just did today right yes yeah so that was always a thing it's another factor that we see with this population yeah a lot of them live in big uh, or a small apartment, a lot of people in the small apartment, so they probably, their kitchen doesn't work, or they live in a garage, or they don't even have a house, they're homeless. And you, I, I think working with them kind of helped me understand them and kind of cater to their own needs and yeah. still get them to cure maybe a chronic disease yeah. or better that chronic disease. I think it's amazing what you just said because you mentioned the word educate. Yes. How do you see the word education and nutrition being so valuable in a community that's so vulnerable at times? Ooh, yes, it's it's important and it's hard at times because these people, they don't want to be educated at times or it's not that they don't want, but they don't have the time. They have to continuously work and sometimes they see a waste of time coming. So, I mean... 
It's something that <laughs> we we have to impose and kind of bring yeah. it out to them and be creative because a lot of them, you, you tell them, I, I want to teach you this, but they're like, you're just wasting my time. I'm not going to use it. But when you do it and they are willing to get the education, you empower them. You make their lives a lot easier. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you because with the type of population that we deal with in patients as well, um, I had to look at it from a your perspective too. Mm-hmm. I have to look at it from the standpoint of their life and mm-hmm. their environmental exactly. situation, right? So a lot of times when I think of education, I think we're at the forefront where we need to educate about a resource and information to their level, right? Exactly. So they can have a better understanding as to why, we're, why they're coming in in the first place. Because mm-hmm. I get a lot of patients like, like you just said, I'm not going to do that. You're going to waste my time. Exactly. But then I said, huh, but you came voluntarily, right? I know the doctor recommended it, right? Mm-hmm. And then they go, yeah, I did come. Okay, so that means you're in the contemplation stages of things. Mm-hmm. Meaning, you know you're not going to do it, but you're willing to now be receptive to the information. Right. Because eventually we get them from contemplation into preparation, yeah, right? Exactly. And this is where your nutrition kicks in because now you're doing the counseling with them. You're educating them. Mm-hmm. And when you break it down to their literacy, they start to understand why it's important to eat una verdura. Yes. Or fruit, mm-hmm. you know. Like, maybe, yeah, it becomes the norm to have vegetables and fruits. You hear it all the time. Mm-hmm. But then they really start to understand the benefits. Like, today when we did the horchata matcha, which we'll talk about in the recipe yes. just a bit, <laughs> Like, you were breaking down what each ingredient can benefit for your body. Exactly. Which I think is really important. Especialmente en nuestra comunidad, Latinas y Latinos, because exactly. sometimes we don't take the time to say, okay, this will benefit this, this will benefit that. Yeah. They just want the ingredients. They're like, hey, I'll try to see if I can do it, and I don't know if I'll do it, right? Yeah. So let's get into the recipe today. Yes. Um, so <laughs> today I had her come do a collaboration for the horchata matcha. Yes. And can you explain the ingredients and the benefits of the ingredients? Of course. So the first one, the main ingredient, it's matcha. This is a little bit, a better quality of green tea. So what it is, it has been into a process that it doesn't have heat. So all the nutrients stay within it. You always want to look for a good quality. You always want to look that it comes maybe from Japan because that's where the best matcha is grown. You want to find one that has no added ingredients in it. And matcha has a lot of great benefits. So one of them is thionine, like I was telling you. It helps you relax. So a lot of us, when we come from work, we're just like extremely stressed. Mm -hmm. So maybe just to leave everything behind, a matcha tea after work can work. It also has um, all the caffeine that you need from your coffee. So it can boost some energy right there. But you don't get that jittery from the coffee because it's also calming from the thiamine that sense to your brain and it just tells it just relax <laughs> yeah, I, I think we need to have a little bit more matcha in our life yeah because like you said it, the thiamine is actually producing relaxation mm-hmm. signals from our brain to our body exactly which is really important because i guess sometimes when we get home we're like oh the dishes are in the sink yes. or, or, or like we're like i always say we're we're checking in into our second job at times yes yeah so um and little things can trigger to like maybe have a conflict with someone at home that you don't really mean it mm-hmm. so maybe starting with the tea yeah <laughs> and just you'll love everyone at home after even if the dishes are dirty yeah <laughs> real and the dates that you use you yeah you were explaining the dates um mm-hmm. i for the very first time ate one Can you explain the benefits of the dates? Of course. So dates are really good. They have a lot of energy. So you don't need a lot to have. If you're a sweet tooth, you can just have one or two. And it's like kind of replacing for a chocolate or Mm -hmm. a 
not good quality chocolate, but you can find a lot of fiber in, um, in a date. You can find a lot of iron in it as well. And it's really sweet. So you can replace it for your table sugar. So that's amazing. Yeah. And then what else did you, cinnamon? Cinnamon, cinnamon was, was for... in it. Yeah. So a lot of people already know it's good for like blood pressure. So it can reduce blood pressure. Well, not a lot of people know that. Yeah, they, they, I'm they assuming right that. now. <laughs> that's bad on my part. Yeah, but, well, that's why it's important to have yeah. this platicas, this conversation, because you just heard cinnamon actually reduces blood pressure because mm -hmm. it's not like 100% white sugar mm -hmm. or just, I don't know what I was trying to say. <laughs> the so, benefits of cinnamon, that not a lot of people know that it's, it's actually beneficial to for blood pressure. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's matcha cinnamon dates uh -huh. and then and then your uh liquid so it's gonna be rice milk or rice water you can make your own so a lot of people mexicans do their chat at home they soak some rice and in water and then they just blend it and that's oh. your rice milk oh yeah why did i picture rice milk like being something else i guess i don't know i never done rice milk so yeah. now i'm gonna have to try it yeah Put some yeah rice and water and see yeah. if it i grew up milk. that way mom <laughs> mom always had like a little jar with rice and then oh. when we get from school she would blend it and then make the horchata from there so you can make oh. it at home it would be a lot cheaper than buying it true yeah because how much is rice milk um i think i paid for that quarter of a liter for like 290 something to I mean two bucks is two bucks yeah it's a lot yeah because you can buy like a little bag of rice mm -hmm. for really cheap and you only need maybe a fourth of a cup soaking in water mm. and you made your quarter of, of rice milk yeah see that's why it's important to have these conversations because like huh instead of buying it maybe you can make it for uh -huh. the ones that have the time to make it right? of course right? of course I think if I, not then you just buy it because we live in a fast-paced world yeah everybody's on the go 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 i don't have time to make i don't have time to be a holistic cooker no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's true and then the other liquid which one was it, it was a coconut milk so you always want to look for a coconut milk reading labels is really important um looking for the sodium content the sugar content the ingredients so i if i don't even want to read the label or i'm, I'm a little bit confused at how it goes I always enforce my patients to look at the ingredients at least mm. because at least you know if you're having natural whole foods in your body that's so true yeah as opposed to like something that was chemically made or genetically modified something a lot of times if you find a word that you can't pronounce it's probably not good for you so <laughs> in other words if you find a word you can't pronounce or what it means don't eat it yeah yeah i agree on that one yeah yeah, yeah. i second that <laughs> yeah yeah good yeah so if you i mean if it says water yeah we yeah. all drink water coconut perfect that's exactly what i'm looking for it's a coconut milk it has to have coconut but if you start finding all these things like i don't know really hard words yeah. that you can't even pronounce then that's when you say you have to question if this is even a good product to consume wow you just you just actually made me think on some of the things when i'm looking at packaging like if i don't know what it means why am i purchasing it exactly yeah. i mean just not too long ago i cleared out my cabinet because mm -hmm. In America, we have this mentality of like overconsumption and over stuffing mm -hmm. our cabinets. Mm -hmm. And I realized I was throwing away money. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had to clean out my cabinet and everything was expired. And I told my husband, you know what? We're not going to buy more than what we need. Exactly. But with these ingredients here, what I did see is portion control. Yes. Like they weren't like supersized bags. They were like bags that you know it's gonna last you about a week or two, depending on how often you may want to do the orchata matcha, right? Mm -hmm. Um. So I saw I saw like oh, okay, I can have this at home and I can make it accessible, mm -hmm. and it's not gonna expire because I will try to at least do it 
two or three times a week, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I think is pretty cool. And then you're also not buying it from a coffee shop. <laughs> yeah, you pay a lot for yeah. those. So actually, the first time I had a drink like this, it was recently. I went to a posh coffee shop uh-huh. just because it was really pretty. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, I know uh, those. It always gets. It us. gets us. Yes, all the time. But your office is way prettier. Ah, yes, well, we yes. could we could just have tea here. Yeah, I know for real, right? <laughs> we're just gonna do that. Yeah, it's a lot prettier. I promise. Oh my god! Yeah, you, you, we should do like idea. coffee. We should have like coffee dates. Yeah, we should. <sighs> yeah. We'll definitely think about it. Yeah. Yeah. And talk about it after. Oh, my God. My <laughs> ideas are just like, yes. like fireworks in my brain yeah, right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll write it down to manifest it because it will happen. It will. Yeah. So, um, and I saw the price. And like right now, my husband and I were trying to budget everything we right. can. Right. Which is completely healthy to yeah. budget. Yeah. And um, I was like, man, I'm paying. I don't even remember. How much was it? I think it was like $4 for like a 8 to 12 ounce cup, maybe an 8 ounce cup. An 8 ounce cup, $4. And how much with the ingredients with today's purchase? Um, Probably about the same, but you can make a up little to more. 20 cups. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like you have to compare and contrast, like four cups for someone to make it for you, which sometimes we do because, you know, we deserve, you know, we yeah. work so hard. We deserve that cup of mm-hmm. matcha that we want someone else to make it for us. But with the ingredients that you have, you're like, well, if I'm spending $4 for an 8 ounce cup, and maybe my ingredients equal the same or more, I will have many more cups that I can enjoy at home. And also, I'm always concerned of the sugar. And that's only oh. because of family. Um, and I always, I'm always teaching diabetes, so I might be like a little bit more concerned than other people. But I'm always like, I can't control how much sugar they add in. That is so true. Or, so now we're taking it back to when you found out your dad was diabetic. Mm-hmm. How it all correlates, why you went into nutrition. Yeah. Because now you're more self-conscious about exactly. your health, so you're not predisposed to pre-diabetes. Yes, yes. So I'm always, whenever I go out, um, we try not to go out and eat as much, but when we do, I'm a little bit concerned of always like how they made it, if they use the best ingredients, or if they're using something that I usually don't use. Oh. Because this is going into your body. Yeah. And um, I mean, your body is your only tool that you have, so... You have to treat it like it's gold. <laughs> I think that's so beautifully said that you have mm-hmm. to treat your body like it's gold because I think we forget and going back to the American portion, oh, like, yes. girl, like, when did we start medium and double sizing everything? I can walk into a supermarket and I don't shop a lot in the middle aisles because I know most Good. of it's processed. Yes. I always shop around. Nice. But I noticed, like, the bag of chips are getting bigger and bigger. Like, I'm just yes. like, uh... I remember the small bag of chips. You like, can't even find them yeah, anymore. Yeah, you can't find them anymore. Mm-hmm. So that kind of makes me think, like, if we're consciously thinking about it and you're consciously thinking about it, is our community thinking about it? Exactly. And that's where we come in and we yeah. have to educate them because if they're not thinking about it, maybe making them aware of it, planting it, like, like I always tell my mom, it's planting a seed. Mm. Maybe we don't see them changing their habits today or tomorrow, but at least you planted that seed of portions of looking for the sugar content or sodium. So one day maybe someone else will say, oh, I was diagnosed with this or um, I don't know, you know, something happened sense. and they're like, oh, I remember so-and-so told me this or I don't remember who told me, but I remember I heard this. You're right. So it's just planting that seed and 
hopefully one day they'll start implementing it into their lifestyles. I think it's really important. So Lizzie, when you were studying nutrition uh-huh. and, and food and calories and numbers, because you mentioned there is numbers involved in your Yes, degree. a lot. I yeah. love it. <laughs> so what was the one favorite part that you loved when you were studying your field? I think it was the cooking part. Yeah? <laughs> For me, it was always the cooking part. Um, um, biochem. The hardest class ever, but for I, nutrition, yes. Oh my goodness, that's but interesting. yeah, you take a few biochem classes. I think it's three biochem classes. Wow. It was interesting. It's a different world, and you learn how every little cell of your body works, how they digest every single thing that you're consuming, from stress to food <laughs> to the oxygen to water. I so know. patients don't believe me sometimes. I said the amount of food that you eat and energy, your cells capture everything. Exactly. All, I always tell them, picture yourself like a Pac-Man. Oh. If you don't eat good, what is your body going to have? Yeah. If you eat good... What does the Pac-Man do? Yeah. It glows. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that yeah. is true. Yeah. I, I'm going to start using that with my patients. Mm-hmm. I use the pig, the three little piggies. Oh. They're a house of hay, bricks. Because uh-huh. like what type of house do you want to have? That's mm. your body. That's the That's only so house you can own. Yeah. The yeah. one that we don't pay rent or a mortgage on. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. I guess you do. Food. <laughs> I know. I know. We have to pay for food for survival. Yeah. So when you were learning about nutrition, your favorite part was cooking. So uh-huh. today we did our first live. Do you see coming back and doing yes, more lives? Yes. I love it. I would love to have you come yeah. back and do more lives so we can share more recipes so that way the world knows we exist and the mm-hmm. world knows in our communities and our communities know that we're here. And we'll try to even do some in bilingual and Spanish, too, because I think yes, it's so important to have yes. accessibility, right? Especially for our community mm-hmm. here in San Diego. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely agree with that. So in your nutrition journey, have you experienced any challenges with your health or your eating habits? Yes, all the time. So uh, I'll find myself snacking a lot, especially on chips. It's my, <laughs> my guilty pleasure. Yeah. Um, so knowing... It's good to have other people with within the same mentality of he- of healing your body all the time, um, to kind of pinpoint it at times. Even as a nutritionist, we're not perfect, so um, I always tell my patients that so they don't feel like uh, they're being judged. They're here in a community to help one another because I can always learn from them and. I hope they can so learn true. from me. So, yeah, snacking, um, overeating, <laughs> big portions, <laughs> eating super processed at times. Yeah. So, because we're not perfect, right? I yeah. mean, we have our good weeks, and then we have a couple of days where you're like binging. Bad years. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> I completely agree because yeah. I have my good weeks too, and I think it's really important because you've been really reading about like more now about women's health and nutrition, yes, right? Which is really that important. That is true. Which I want to bring to Saludable Latina is bring someone with that type of knowledge mm-hmm. to come in and be able to see women about like look this is our women's health these are our hormones mm-hmm. like you said what you consume in your house your body of temple uh-huh. will be how you will glow on the outside exactly so, how your body will express mm-hmm. itself yeah because mm-hmm. you know what can happen too it's like you can be so healthy and then all of a sudden you hit like pre-diabetes high blood pressure um high cholesterol and you're not and you're and you're wondering like well what did i do yes and they and then i always ask well how do you eat yeah. Or what do you? What are your habits? Yeah, our stress levels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so, so important. Everything's really important. Yeah, and our hormones can change our body in multiple ways. So yes. having them balanced is really important. 
which is something that I'm still trying to work on. Yeah, don't worry. We're going to have you back here. <laughs> it, won't, it will not be your last, and I have a feeling it will not be your last because I'm already thinking of, of services that I would like to create within mm-hmm. this area here. So, Lizzie, before we end the episode, what are three nutritional tips that you can give to a person who's on a tight budget mm-hmm. economically, but also would like to benefit in how to purchase maybe items that are um, not as expensive. Like for today's recipe, like what are some three nutritional tips that you would like to let know someone, especially because you educate most of the time, which yeah. I think is so important. Yeah. Three tips. Read the labels. <laughs> Look at the ingredients. Make sure that you're buying things that don't have added sugar. That's something new that they added on the label. So mm. they added sugar that comes from the actual food. So um, maybe oats or oatmeal has its natural sugar, but it will have a second line where it says added sugar. And a lot of products do add sugar just to make it sweeter and make people buy it more often. So look for zero, 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 zero. Always look for sugar to be zero on that. And my second tip, uh, plan ahead. Mm. So maybe cook something that can last two to three days so you don't have to be cooking every day. So we do live in a fast-paced um, style of life. So cooking ahead will... Uh, avoid you eating out often and it will also save you money (laughs) that is so true Mm -hmm. cooking ahead of time and prepping um also reading about the added sugars because i think we're not self-consciously there yet Mm -hmm. because we're like oh that looks good and we never read the label yeah and it has all all this amount of sugar like you said how do i know the amount of sugar that if i go out to eat they're adding the right amount of portion which we know sometimes it's it's good to splurge, right? It is, it is. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mentioned something else that caught my attention, and I'm going blank right now. But if people wanted to find you on social media, where can they find you? They can find me on Instagram or Facebook. Under my Facebook, it's Elizabeth Arroyo, a nutritionist, or my Instagram, NutriEasy. So double I, double Z. <laughs> hey. And if you have any questions, can people reach out to you by of email? Of course, they can um, contact me at Elizabeth Arroyo, 423 at Yahoo. Um, or they can always message me through Instagram and Facebook. I tend to answer more through Instagram. Just still pl- uh, working with Facebook. It's not my strongest thing. Yeah, Facebook has not been my strongest um either but if you have any questions you know where to reach Nutrisi on yeah. Instagram you can DM her or you can email her like she mentioned her email address I will be linking up her email address and her social media pages on the episode and also too if you have any questions you can always reach me at lasaludablelatina at gmail.com I said that kind of fast on Instagram saludable underscore latina and if you have any questions please feel free to reach out to us because yes. we're here to empower you through education to self-consciously be, be more aware about what you're eating um, and then getting preparing you in, exactly. that, in that way of taking a little bit more control of a healthier lifestyle exactly not to say that we're gonna we're gonna actually make you into this super duper like like eat well person but you'll be more self-conscious about what you're consuming of course and that's all that's you just have to know a few little things and that's gonna change everything well thank you so much for coming today and i'm sure it will not be your last no it won't (laughs) thank you bye bye hasta la próxima